I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Having a jealous partner sucks. And I don't just mean a partner who thinks you're cheating. I'm also talking about a partner who isn't supportive of your wins or who tries to diminish your accomplishments. Get ready for a two-part series on jealousy. This week, I'm going to give you my five-step process for what to do if your partner is jealous so you can move from that fear and resentment to connection and hope. Then next week, I'm going to be focusing on you. Are you jealous in your relationship? Do you not celebrate your partner's wins? Or are you maybe often jealous of their relationship with other people or maybe you worry that they cheat or something, then you're going to want to tune in next week too. But today is all about what to do if your partner is jealous. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Yay, you're here. Yay. Today, when I was leaving for work to come and record this, my daughter said to me, McCartney, she said, uh, she goes, oh, have fun at work, mama, you know? And my son was there and he goes, she's going to work. She's not going to go have fun. And, you know, I had, it stopped me right in my tracks. And I said, you know what? It is. I said, I'm going in to record podcast today. And that, I love it. I said, I really enjoy it. It makes me happy. Uh, I feel like I'm doing good things in the world. And we actually had a really nice conversation about doing what you love, you know, being in a job. I feel very grateful, super appreciative that I have created this life for myself where I really like my work. I love my clients. I really like this. I like speaking. I like writing my books and, you know, all the things I do 
it's all filled with a lot of love and happiness. And hopefully you feel that when you're listening to the podcast or whatever else. You know, I always set my intention before I sit down. Uh, today, I set an intention to, to have high energy and to be of service, to really get through that you can make changes in your life. So hopefully you feel that. And I also have a really special offer for you that is going to be included. So you want to stay till the end. I'm really excited about how this particular podcast came together because it just all it, there was like just aha moments left and right as I was putting it together. So I'm really excited about the offer. I'm going to talk about that later. But uh, before we jump in, I want to make sure that you have checked out my YouTube channel. I will link to it in the show notes. This is episode 109, .com, uh episode forward slash 109. We're actually going to start my amazing business manager, Dana, is um, changing things so that it's even easier to get to the episode you want if you go to the website. So it's just going to be abbymedcalf.com forward slash, and then just put in the number of the episode as you're listening, 109 or whatever it is. So uh, you don't even have to go on there and search or do all that other stuff. Um, super easy now. It only took us three seasons to figure that out. But anyway, um, <laughs> takes me a while sometimes. So I do want you to check out the YouTube channel though. I'll link to it, or you can just search for me on YouTube, Abby, I think it's uh, Abby Metcalf PhD. And I always cover the things I cover on the podcast. You know, I write a blog and then I also do a, a video. And I, I do have other videos on there too. So for a lot of folks, it's such a great, easy way when you're thinking like, let's say later, a month from now, you're thinking, oh, I'm acting, you know, my partner's acting jealous. What was I supposed to do? And you're thinking, Ugh, I don't want to necessarily go back and listen to the entire podcast. And again, you can always go back and just look at the blog and it'll be there. So make it easy. Or you can get a quick teach and really refresh yourself with my me looking at you, teaching you right there on my YouTube channel. So, and if you do go over there, please, please subscribe, hit the little bell. I post new videos every week. Would love to have you um, in my world over there. Everything's always a little bit different on that channel. I don't do exactly what I do on the podcast. So um, there's just another way to feel the love. So, okay, let's get to it. So first things first, before we go any farther, is it further? Maybe any further. Uh, <laughs> first things first, let me just stop there. Jealousy is a fear-based emotion. It is not about love. It's a fear-based emotion. It. Uh, I'm not going to get into this too much at all, really, today, but just about how we are uh, hard hardwired in from a you know a biological perspective to be jealous, and so. But it it's from fear. <laughs> it's for survival. Um, way back when we do not need it now. You don't need it now. So this is one of those things that hasn't evolved out, and you want to evolve it out. This is not something you need to have. It's. So it's never, ever about love. I know sometimes people are flattered, you know, no. Jealousy at its core is about insecurity and resentment. Um, so that's what it is. Resentment of another success or uh, worry about someone taking advantage or getting more than us in some way. Someone taking our things, our resources, our our man, our woman, our whatever, Um suspicions or fears of rivalry or unfaithfulness, all of it is fear. 
every last bit. And again, don't be flattered when your partner is jealous. Do not be. At the end of the day, it's fine that they don't trust other people's motives, but they must trust yours. And a jealous partner is telling you that they don't trust you. So again, not flattering. And distrust has no place in a love relationship. You know this. You you can't have it. So, and if you have a partner who's jealous of your success or uh, maybe when you spend time with friends, this kind of jealousy will also stand in the way of a successful, emotionally close, really fulfilling, satisfying relationship. So, you know, and think about it. If your partner is acting jealous in any of the ways I just described, it means they don't, again, trust you. And without trust, you can't have vulnerability. You can't have openness. And without that, I'm really not sure what you're left with. There has to be that place of, um, I call it the big exhale. I always feel like when I see Gary, you know, see my man, I, I feel like there's an exhale I have where I'm just like, yes, I'm, I'm okay. The world is okay. I'm safe. Um, this is someone who a thousand percent has my back, who brags about my success, <laughs> sometimes embarrassingly when we're out with people. Um, you know, just is so incredibly supportive and not remotely threatened by uh, what comes into my life and the people. Uh, and we talk, you know, we, and we talk about that stuff. So I just, I can't, I want you to have that. I really want you to feel that exhale. It's the best. So uh, let's, so let's really cover that today and make sure you come out of this podcast feeling like you're not just what to do if your partner's jealous, but how to really move your relationship forward. That's my goal today. So get ready. So let's talk first about why are people jealous and what you can do about it. And they're really, when I looked at the research and my own uh, experience, again, I've been working with clients for 30 plus years. I found really that there's sort of five main traits, we could say, uh, characteristics in people who tend towards jealousy. So again, this is from the research and from my own knowing or, or seeing, I should say. So your partner might have one or all of these, okay, if they're jealous, one or all of these. So first one, first things first, low self-esteem is at the top of the heap when it comes to characteristics of jealous people. Jealousy is about insecurity and thinking that you're inadequate and just not good enough for your partner. That's what it is. So you don't like it when they're successful because you think they're going to leave you. You know, now that they're doing better, why would they stay with, with pathetic you? I mean, that's really what underneath, I'm not saying people think that your partner's thinking that consciously, but it's absolutely what that is. Otherwise, why wouldn't they be excited for your success? Because remember the whole shared battery idea that I talk about constantly, that you and your partner are a shared resource. So if good things are coming in, they're coming in for both of you. It's a win for the team. This is a team, right? So So you don't like it, so they don't like it when you're successful, again, because they think maybe you're going to um, go find greener pastures, you're going to realize that you're better than them or whatever, uh, or they're jealous of other people because, again, they think you'll leave them for someone better. It's, you know, if you think you're the the shit, you're not worried that your partner is going to go somewhere else because you're like, hey, you got the best. And if you don't realize you have the best, then be gone. Good riddance to you. You know, that's kind of how that works, but not if you have low self-esteem. And there's, again, ton, there's a lot, quite a bit of research uh, connecting these things. And as you know, by the way, I always uh, connect 
a link to the research on my blog. So if you're really interested and want to go look at the research yourself, if you don't believe me or <laughs> if you don't trust me, no, I was kidding. Or if you, you know, you just want to go look and check it out for yourself. I always, I don't link to all of it. It's ridiculous, but I'll link to like one main uh, report and you can go read that and then do whatever else you want. So the number one characteristics of jealous people are low self-esteem. The second one is the scarcity mindset. People get possessive. Your partner might be possessive because they think there isn't enough to go around. I speak, you know, that's my whole gig. It's my whole jam is this idea of this underlying competition for resources in your relationship. And that's really what eats at the core. So so you'll hear things like, oh, you're going out with friends? Great. I guess I'll just be stuck at home taking care of the kids. Or uh, you got a promotion? Super. Now you'll be away from home even more. Uh, you know, there's this, uh, or obviously, you know, anything like that, or, well, you spent money on this, then I can't spend money on this, or you went out with your friends this night, I get to go out this night. There's all this tit for tat, scarcity, there's not enough. If you get something, I get less. And that, boy, that's a real big problem, but that's a lot where jealousy comes from. It's not understanding that there's this abundance. And I do want to say, by the way, that there's a difference between jealousy and envy, and envy for me, to me, is when people are wanting things that other people have. Jealousy is more about uh, wanting, about the relationships, so not things. It's more about relationships. You're envious of someone's car, maybe. You're not jealous of their car. You're jealous when your partner talks to some, you know, handsome or beautiful person at a party, that kind of thing. So that that is how I separate those two things, just as a as a side note as i'm lo- as i'm uh, prone to do okay so <laughs> number 3 trait that i see is this uh, is definitely some emotional instability and again this is from the research uh, jealous people often show signs of some kind of emotional instability so uh, underlying anxiety hypervigilance uh, moodiness uh, ups and up and downs, you know, that moodiness, this, and it can often stem from some sort of underlying undiagnosed mental health problem. And when I say mental health disorder, a lot of times people freak out and they're thinking schizophrenia or something huge, you know, anxiety, if you have undiagnosed anxiety, a lot of times people don't understand, not everybody's anxious. I'm not anxious. I, I don't have that. And there, I'm not saying I never get anxious in a moment, but it's fitting. I'm not anxious all the time. If you're anxious all the time, it's very likely that there's some sort of undiagnosed underlying disorder that you have never treated. But a lot of times things like anxiety run in families, you know, mental health disorders are uh, genetic. And so you're, you've just, you're a fish who doesn't know it's wet. It's like, well, my mother's, you know, everybody, you don't even see it as anxious. You just see it as, well, we, we like to think ahead. You know, we're a family who's always planning. And yeah, the, I plan. <laughs> I plan, but I'm not anxious about my planning. And again, I'm not saying I never get anxious in a moment, but it's very different than being anxious all the time or depressed all the time or whatever. Well, you know, we're just more realistic than other families. You know, we think of all the bad things that could happen. That's that's not more realistic, number one. Don't get me started on that. But number two, uh, it, it's like a way of being a culture. And so some of it's environmental, but often uh, a lot of it is 
uh, hereditary. So getting assessed is a really good idea. And I want to really make a plug right here for getting assessed by an actual psychiatrist versus your primary care physician. Shout out to all the primary care physicians. I love you. I love mine. However, that is not their specialty. I say this a lot. If you had cancer, would you go to your primary care physician for help? Would you? No. You'd go to an oncologist. You'd go to a specialist. So it's the same thing. The problem, this only started years ago when insurance companies stopped liking to pay for psychiatrists because they cost more money because they're specialists. So they had this great idea. Well, your primary, you know, again, it's it's diminishing mental health as an issue. It's saying that your depression or your anxiety is not a big deal. It's nothing big. So you can just have any old person prescribe the meds who's allowed to prescribe. And that really pisses me off. As you can tell, I'm on a little soapbox about it. And it it's not okay. It's friggin' not okay. But we, again, have sort of gone along and people haven't realized that this was a money thing. Not, this was totally motivated by money. And I see you insurance companies, you pieces of you know what, here in the United States. Uh, I really am angry at the industry for doing this. It should not be a for-profit industry. And I will stand here on my soapbox and say that out loud. It's crazy that it is. Uh, because of, you know, if people are making money, they're looking for ways to save money. And so somebody somewhere said, oh, why are we paying for these psychiatrists? So you can ask though, you can make that happen and push your insurance company to go to a psychiatrist versus your primary care physician to get a real assessment, a true real assessment. Um, there you go. Okay. Off that soapbox and back to, (laughs) back to the broadcast. So emotional instability, again, I'll link to the research about this in the blog post, but uh, that's the third kind of characteristic or trait we see of jealous people. The fourth one I see quite a bit is this anxious attachment style. I will link to my podcast on attachment styles, which I talked about a while ago, but basically there's sort of a top three. There's anxious, avoidant, and secure. And people with an anxious, and these come from your childhood and how you're raised, and we tend to bring them into our adult relationships. And people with an anxious attachment style or who have dependency issues can often be jealous, often be jealous because they're so focused. You know, if you're dependent, have a dependency issue or you're anxious uh, with your how you attach to people, then you're always looking for something that might take that person away. And so there's all that jealousy and all that is sitting there. Again, if you want to learn more about that, go check out, you know, just come on over to the show notes page. This is episode 109. And you can uh, find the link to that whole podcast where I talk about it. I don't want to spend time here when I've already blabbed about it quite a bit. Okay. And then number five could be, this is mine that I'm throwing in here. This is the only one, probably not from the research exactly, but you're trying to make them jealous. I see this more than makes me happy with people I work with. Uh, I want you to real is there think about this because you might also be doing this on a very kind of unconscious level but you know not thinking that that's what you're doing but but kind of knowing that that's what you're doing or you might be doing it very consciously but is there anything you're doing to try to make your partner jealous is there are you secretly hoping that they get jealous so you can feel wanted so you can feel secure so they can know that other people want you so you better want me this is a bad way to go If you're trying to make your partner jealous, then you're insecure and you need to look at this. What's going on that you don't trust them to love you? What is going on? 
Where is your own self-esteem that you need this kind of validation? It makes me sad for you. I love you. I don't like this. This is a fear-based way of operating your relationship. And I'll say it again and again and again. I don't care how sick of you, sick you are of it. You can't have a love relationship based on fear. It's not good. So those are my top five. And uh, traits or characteristics we see in jealous people. And again, your partner might have one or more of them. And again, or you might be doing something that's spurring this along. One of the most well-known studies about jealousy in marriage was conducted back in 1997. And again, I'll link to it in the show notes. But And they in it, they looked at the differences between jealous women and men. I know, really cool. And two of the big findings were this. So you might see yourself in one of these. When wives were jealous, or you might see your partner on one of these, when wives were jealous, they worked on improving their appearance and were actively trying to parade around the relationship. So so back then that might have been, um, you know, in the 97, that might have been uh, women hanging on their men at parties and introducing them over and over as their husband or their fiance or their boyfriend. You know, this was marriage but that they studied, but you can extrapolate it. Um, today, what I see a lot is this might look like your partner pushing you to change your relationship status on Facebook. You know, hey, why haven't you changed your relationship status? And, you know, doing that or asking you to post pictures of the two of you together on Instagram. Why aren't there any pictures of me up on Instagram? Why aren't they on your feed? Uh, you know, th- this is um, when women are jealous, mostly wives were jealous. These are the kinds of things that they do and have done. Now, when husbands got jealous, they were likely to start flaunting their job or how much money they made. Interesting, right? Very different. Uh, men would also sometimes uh, in the study would get kind of submissive and like do little things and attempts to please their partner. Very interesting. So um, again, you might be seeing these things in your partner. And again, kind of a, a, a little birdie can tell you they're jealous. That's that's what that is. Now, and I also want to talk about the differences between men and women when it comes to what constitutes cheating. And this is a question I get asked a lot. And I do, of course, have another podcast on cheating, like what to do if he cheats and all kinds of things like that. So you again, go look, they're there, and I will link to it in the show notes. But what constitutes cheating? Now, the answer to that question depends on whether you're talking about men or women again. So in a more, so this is a much more recent study in 2014, and it involved almost 65,000 people, including straight, gay, bisexual. So this really covered a big gamut. And they found that men focused more on actual sexual infidelity, someone having sex with somebody else, right? So, or at the very least, making out, like really having sex or doing something very physically sexual. While women were more upset about their men having emotional affairs. Is that crazy? So different, right? So the emotions kind of make sense when you think about men or women, but huge. Now, before we move into what to do, my five-step process, if your partner's jealous, I want to just take a quick moment and say what not to do if your partner's jealous. (laughs) It is it's definitely easy to dismiss your partner's jealousy, but but if you do, it's gonna keep being an issue and will likely become a bigger and bigger problem. So don't dismiss this. It's a warning. It is letting you know there's trouble in your relationship and you should address it. And so 
let's talk about what you should avoid. If your partner acts jealous of other people or of your success, you know, of your how you spend your time, your money, anything, don't do any of the following. <laughs> don't get defensive. Don't tell them that they uh, shouldn't feel that way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Don't tell them that they should trust you. You know, you should trust me. Don't tell them it's their problem. Well, this remember your shared resource. A je- jealous partner is your problem. That is your problem too. Don't uh, justify, don't give them all the proof of you being trustworthy. Don't then list all the ways you're trustworthy. It's it's not getting to the problem. And definitely don't diminish or minimize your success. I see this a lot. I see people go, oh, well, my my wife or my husband, they, they get really nervous and upset. They get jealous. They'll even say the word um, when I, you know, do better at things or whatever when I win this or or finish this. And so they don't share it. What a sad thing. You're not sharing. I mean, I can't wait to go tell, <laughs> brag to Gary about, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was on this, you know, whatever podcast or I went over here or these people asked me to speak or my book sold this much or whatever. I'm always so excited about it. Um, it's, ah, it makes me so sad. Yeah, be excited, share it, and then deal with the feelings that come up, right? Then deal with it. But don't hide, don't hide your light under a bushel, right? Don't do that. Okay. So now let's talk about what you should be doing if your partner is acting jealous. And this is my five-step process for dealing with a jealous partner. Okay. So here we go. All right. Step one, Get yourself centered in the love. So when your partner's acting jealous, they're telling you they're afraid. Remember, they're insecure. They feel inadequate. They have low self-esteem. They're afraid they're going to lose you. They're afraid they're not good enough. They're afraid they're inadequate. They're afraid of some loss of some kind. So this means you've got to hold on to the love. They're coming from fear. You can't come from fear too. Hence all the things you shouldn't do, be defensive and list all the things and dismiss it and you should trust me and all that. That's not loving. So before speaking to your partner about any issue related to jealousy, I really want you to get yourself centered. Set an intention. I'll link to it in the blog post in the show notes, setting intention. You know, I'm big on this. Set an intention to be loving and kind. 
Set, spend a few minutes breathing and getting yourself into a relaxed state. I mean, really get there. Do not go into the conversation ready for battle. Do not. I hear people say this, well, I had to get ready. You know, no, don't, no, that's the opposite. Or don't go into the conversation thinking of all the things you're going to say and, or have a list or whatever. Oi, don't do that. Instead, go in with an open, loving attitude, ready to listen. I want you to think of how you would react to a child or, or, or maybe a good friend who was afraid of something. They were afraid of something in their life. Would you shame them? Really? Would you get defensive or yell at your kid or some little kid or your, or your best friend? I don't think so. Keeping this in your head can help you not get dragged into your partner's fear. You need to stand firmly in love. And that's the focus of step one. All things come from there. Step two is to be curious. Jealousy is about the other person, not about you. Let's say that again. <laughs> Unless you're purposely doing something to make them jealous. So I'm going to take that out. Your partner's jealousy is not about you. It is about them. And since you love this person, you need to figure out why they're feeling what they're feeling. And you want the real reason, which would be something about them, not something about you. So you're going to ask really good questions. I have a whole podcast on how to ask great questions. So I'll link to it in the, in the show in the show notes. Um, but you're going to ask really good questions and you're going to really listen to your partner's answers. <laughs> you're going to really listen to those answers. You want the real reason. Again, if it's if they give you a reason that's with you in it, then that, you know, well, it's because you do this and it's because you do that. And it's because you do that. Nope. Nope. That's not it. So you have to ask questions. You have to, you know, tell me more about that. Tell me more about what I'm doing and how that makes you feel. Have you ever felt that way before? So other than me, is there anywhere in your world that you feel this way? That's a really good one to ask. If anywhere else, and you might already know other places. <laughs> so, you know, don't, again, you don't need to point them out. Let your, let your partner come to them. If you're asking good questions, they will get there. They will get there. Be patient. Again, if you're not defensive, you're not impatient, you're patient, you're really curious, you're going to be open. But just use that as the filter. The real find out the real reason they're jealous, and again, it shouldn't. It should be something about them. Well, when I'm, you know, and not about you. So maybe it's when I'm, uh, yeah, when you do that, I I start to feel this way, and you know, yeah, my whole life I think I felt this way where uh, I'm not good enough or whatever. They, they trust me, you'll be amazed at where you get if you just stick to that in that loving, patient, open way. Step three is really related to this. It's what else are they feeling? So remember, jealousy is a fear-based emotion. It's not about love. It's about fear of losing something. So again, fear of losing you, losing their share of something because they're keeping score. You know, did your promotion at work mean they'll see you less or have more chores around the house because you won't be around as much? What, you know, what is that? Or maybe they're worried that your promotion means you'll see that you really are better than them and you're going to outgrow them and move on to greener pastures. All the things I've mentioned, I'm telling you, it keeps coming up. So it's all about the fear. So if you don't address the fear with compassion and patience, you're going to keep having this problem. So you want to work with them to find out what else are they feeling? So yeah, you feel jealous. What else? 
And this can help you get to the why from um, step two to, you know, what's really going on. You know, why are they really feeling this way? You want to really ask, I, I find that a lot of times when I start asking these questions, people are afraid about losing control. This is like a bigger issue they have about not having control. Uh, are they trying to co- control you? Maybe they're very possessive, not a sign of love. It's a warning. Possessiveness is a warning. You can't have, remember that love relationship based on fear. So it's not, don't feel good about how possessive they are. Your job is to find out what they're thinking underneath whatever that top emotion is. What are they feeling under there? And keep asking those questions and being curious as you help help them sort of dig deeper into what they're really afraid of. That's where you find the solutions. The solution is not, oh, I won't talk to that guy from work. That's not a solution because trust me, it's going to be something else after that. Plus, Maybe you have to talk to that guy from work. Maybe, and again, maybe this is, you know, you're going to, what, start being really worried about who you talk to all the time? That's not the answer. And it's not going to really help them feel better because they're just going to put that onto something else. So unless you're planning to live as a cloistered nun or priest or something, you know, you're not going to help your partner feel better if you don't get to the real reason and the real feelings. So, and that really leads us into step four. You'll see how these all kind of go together. Don't focus on the content, focus on the feelings. Your job, again, isn't to defend yourself or to f- focus on the 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 word, you know, the content of what they're saying. What you want to do is keep coming back to the feelings. Otherwise, you get into that he said, she said, which I'm sure you've already been in. Haven't you been there? The he said, she said. And you'll go around in circles with no one being satisfied. And you end up with this sort of escalating problem. So you really, this is really how you focus on building trust. Uh, You really, you're really looking at, and you'll see how these steps all sort of flow together. And I want to just take you through them quickly so that they don't sound the same because they're not. They're these little nuanced, these are small steps. These are, these are more, maybe they're more shifts. They, each one brings you to another shift. So as you're, you know, centered in that loving place, right? That's that first thing. And you're setting that intention that, no, you're not doing battle, that you're really being in the love. That, And then you start being curious. You really look for them giving you reasons for why they're feeling this way that aren't focused on you, but are about them. Okay. And then and to do that, you start to get into what else are they feeling? What else is here? Right? And then you're getting into making sure that you're focused on the feelings, not the content. They're going to want to keep bringing you back to, but you said this, and then you did that, and then you didn't. That's not where we're going. And don't fight that thing. Whatever that is, don't get into it. I'm telling you, you're going to get dragged in. You're going to say, no, I didn't. I meant this. And no, how could you say that? I didn't do that. You have to go and you're going to need, probably need to say something like, I don't want to get into this tit for tat. I don't want to get into a he said, she said with you. I have a very different view of this. So what I really want is to understand what you're feeling, the kinds of thoughts you're having about me, and get to the root of this problem because it's a problem and we need to solve it. You know, see all the we, isn't that nice? So just stick to it. Just It's like a mantra. It's like you're just where you're going. And then here's the most you know, important part, (laughs) step five, and here's where my special, wonderful, yummy uh, way to get there is included. I'm going to get to that in this little thing I'm going to offer you in a minute. So you got to move towards something instead of away from something. And when you get into the 
you want to focus on what you, step five is focusing on what you do want, not what you don't want. And this is where people get really caught up because when you're caught up in all the content and he said, she said, and I didn't mean it. Well, I said it this way. Well, that's not what you meant. Well, I didn't mean, you know, uh, you are getting nowhere and you know it. You've had these conversations and you've both left feeling angry and frustrated. Both of you, trust me. Everyone's walking out of that room, pissed off, no answers, just, just so annoyed, so frustrated and hurt, very hurt. So we don't want that. So what we have to do is move towards something, not away from something. So number one, don't allow the conversation to focus on the past. You got to focus on the future you, and, and the here and now, really. You're focusing on what's happening this minute and where you're going, not all the things that happened before. And so from here, you want to focus on where do you want to go together? Okay, we don't like how this is. We don't, you don't, you're not liking when I do this or you're not supporting when I do that. It doesn't feel good to either of us. What do we want? Where do we want to go? And what, you know, what are your goals together as a couple? And how will you get there? Make a plan. You got to make a plan to move forward together. And the best way to do this, I will tell you without a doubt, is to get on the same page, you know, to, uh, the best way to get on the same page is to set goals together. Now, and I will tell you, setting goals can be tricky. There are actually a lot of mistakes people make when they're setting them and they end up being sort of ideas and wishes instead of actionable goals that you're working towards together. And so as so as I'm writing this podcast, I'm, you know, going through this and then I, you know, I get to this and I'm like, oh yeah, you got to do it. Got to got to be focused on where you're going. You know, what do I do when I'm working with couples who are jealous when I'm in the room? And what I do next is I walk them through setting relationship goals together because it's an amazing way to come together. It's so great. And by the way, one of the mistakes people make is making goals that are focused on the other person. And anyway, there's all these mistakes people make. And so I, I sort of hand walk them through that process. And I re- and so I started to figure out what to write here. And then I thought, oh, I got to do this whole other thing. This is too long for the rest of the podcast. And then I realized I could give you this. <laughs> I could offer you what I offer them, this great step-by-step. I have a relationship goal setting workbook, which I do with my clients. And it's a basically a quick way, it, it, the way I have it, it's not some big thick workbook. It's it's really, it's like, a, it's almost like a short mini course. It's really short and I have, I have over the years honed down how to get from A to Z without having to do every single other letter in the alphabet, right? So a little quicker, some shortcuts. And it's a great, it's such a great way to create connection and happiness really for the long term in your relationship. So in, so the, in the workbook, you get the, you know, there's the six steps to making relationship goals that work. There's an easy guided plan to put your relationship goals into action. I talk about the mistakes most couples make, which I was mentioning when they're setting relationship goals, and it's really why you've been stuck in the past. And then I have a whole thing on how to track your goals so you can be, you know, successful moving forward. Now, and a lot of people, I sell this on my website for normally for $17. You're not going to have to pay that. Um, and normally I sell a lot of them around, you know, late December, January, as you might imagine. Everyone's suddenly like, oh, we want to set relationship goals. I want you to do it now. So I really thought this through and, and you know, I love you, you know, I do. So I'm doing this. I am offering it to you as a podcast listener for $3.97. This is kind of the cheapest I could do and make it $3.97, $3.97. 
So you show me the love because you're here listening to me. I'm showing you love right back. And this is only for my listeners. I'm not, this isn't posted on the website. This is just for you. So if you, you can do two things. You can go to the my website, abbymedcalf.com. You can go to the podcast, you know, uh, forward slash 109. This is this episode. And the double secret agent code, I'm going to give it to you right now, but it's also going to be there, <laughs> is goals with an S, 109. G-O-A-L-S is in Sam, 109, right? Episode 109. Goals 109. When you go to to the shop page of my website, and I'll also link to it in the show notes to make it really easy for you. So you can either go to the shop page of my website. If you're listening right now and you're remembering Goals 109, just go, just go do it. And you can download this for the special price. I And I don't want you to feel guilty. If you want to share this with somebody, if you have someone you love and know that you think could really benefit from the Relationship Goal Setting Workbook, you are you have my permission absolutely to share this code with them. I, I would rather you didn't kind of post it on the internet somewhere, but, uh, but you know, I trust you, so please don't do that. But if you have people in your life that you love, that you want to help, um, and you think this could be great for them, maybe even buy two copies and give them one or whatever, however you want to do it, but uh, you are welcome to share. I don't want you to feel weird about sharing it. I'm all about the abundance, as we know. I'm all about the love. And you know, I'm doing this because I really want you to do it. I really want you to move your relationship forward. I don't want you to wait till January. I d- there is no better time to work on your relationship than right now. So uh, right now, go over abbymedcalf.com forward slash 109 or to sh- the shop, which is right on my homepage. And the Relationship Goal Setting Workbook is yours for $3.97, putting goals 109. There you go. And that is it for the podcast today. And I'm very excited to end on that note. Come on. It's so, it feels so good. That's why I have fun at my job. I adore you. Please, please, if you're in a relationship with someone who's jealous, I really want you to work on these steps. It's really important. It's really important to move forward. And next week, I'm going to be talking about what to do if you're jealous, and you might not have thought you were a jealous person, but you might have noticed that you're not as happy when your partner has wins. You might notice that you try to make them jealous. You might, you know, so it's for any of those things. Remember, it's if you get weird about, you know, them getting certain resources and you don't, that's jealousy in your relationship. And so that's a problem. So for all those reasons, you should listen next week too. That's it. Have a wonderful week. I truly adore you. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything, you can email me at abby at abbymedcalf.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.